I mean, I, I think about that a lot with the podcasts that I make, right? Because I kind of fell ass backwards into this career via a job that came to me out of nowhere uh, that I no longer have, but which might be the high watermark of me getting attention from strangers for maybe the rest of my career, no matter what else I fucking do. And that seems like something you probably have some perspective on yeah. as someone who uh, had a hit song that you wrote a real long time ago and you're still here and you're still making stuff. Totally. I think, and I, I mean, I know what you're referring to. Like I actually didn't the other day. It was when I told my guitar player that um, I did this podcast and, he was like, oh, yeah, she used to do this other thing with this other guy. And um, yeah, I think that um, another uh, one hit wonder band that I that I love that really doesn't deserve that designation because their catalog is so fucking insanely good um, is Fountains of Wayne. And uh, I mean, Adam. RIP, he died of COVID, uh, like, I guess, almost two years ago now, but they would be asked about it in interviews, and he was like, we're not going to have another hit, like, we're not going to write another hit, we don't want to write another, They're like, you know, that's, uh, to, to, to have that, I mean, to, to bring it back to, like, I guess the political, it's like, that's, that really is relegating art to like crass capitalism and its rewards and incentives. Like any, anyone who's going to be committed to making stuff has to get those notions out of, out of their head because it is an impediment to creativity. It's more than that. It's like straight up block, you know? So I, I mean, for me and like when it comes to like making rock and roll right now with my friend john um like that the 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 act of doing it like making the thing that stokes us and turning it and turning it up loud that's where the validation is like that's where it, and, and even if I hate it three months later, it doesn't matter. That's getting into results too, you know? Like, I don't know. I feel like it, it, it's funny because normal people, to like normal people, that sounds insane. Like if, if you're probably talking about your like podcast career to a normal person, there, there's no way that they couldn't see you having a smaller platform now than you did at one time as like some kind of negative or sign of some kind of failure or something like that. That's madness, you know? And talking to Steve about this shit is so enlightening because, I mean, he's someone who's so principled that it's almost alarming. It, 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 especially in the context of the music business where everything is about bullshit, you know, 
he this is a guy who turns down royalties on nirvanas in utero because he's ethically opposed to the idea of someone who works on a record who isn't in the band getting royalties like and you know still works for a living you know uh and he's in a band that he does not give a flying fuck if anyone hears you know he literally does not care uh that that to me is inspiring you know he's pretty cool he's pretty cool also like it's very unique especially among people of his generation or you know famous people or semi-famous people of his generation to ever change their mind about anything i feel like it's much more common for them to go like the fucking matt taibbi glenn greenwald route of just like goddamn kids get off my lawn and i also i'm gonna monetize that feeling totally no when people again the worst people in the world accuse steve of you know shit like if he wanted to run a grift, the far easier, far more profitable grift is to go to the dark side, you know, uh, like that's where the money's at. Like, mm-hmm. uh, um, I, I just also happen to know that he's an, an on, an, uh, a deeply honest dude, but, um, it's, it's weird to me when people are automatically suspicious of someone because they're not like anti-woke, like anti-woke is fucking, that's the currency right now, you know? Yeah. Well, to be fair, different postures are currency in different circles. That's true. That's true. But like, yeah, I mean, I get it from people, too, who want to say that I'm grifting off being a leftist or whatever. And I'm like, do you know how much more money I could probably be making right now if I did some shit that I didn't believe in? I mean, probably a little more, maybe not that much. those, Those accusations are so fucking weird. It's like. First of all, even if even if a person does think that it's like wasting your time with lobbing those accusations (laughs) at someone who like yourself, like taking just the 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 worst faith interpretation of what you're doing. Like, do people not realize that they're. It's like people willfully forget where power is, you know, and I don't know. It's almost like the only uh, credible explanation for that kind of like um, imbecility is like jealousy or something, because I don't know. They in no other in no other frame does it make any sense whatsoever to like attack someone like you or I or Jake Flores. You know what I'm saying? I know. We're great. You rule. Who would, I mean, look, I know, I guess I'm not for everyone, but uh, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to live and live with myself at the same time. That's all anyone can really do. 
That's the trick. Yep. <laughs> the struggle is real. Uh oh. Um here's another important question. Uh I noticed you like to tweet at people and ask if they like the Heart in a Blender song. Have you gotten any good responses? Um yeah, that was a bit that I was doing at the very beginning of the Twitter rise. Um and yeah, I did I'm trying to think. Um, that actor Vincent D'Onofrio, his name. That's a guy. I didn't even at him. I feel like someone else did, but he said he liked the Hard Blender song or something, and then I said something back that offended him. But I was just fucking around. There was him, Marianne Williamson. Oh hell yeah. Uh, Marianne Williamson said like, yes, with exclamation points. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Megan McCain unsolicited was like, I like the Heart and Blender song or something. I, I just never responded. Um, oh my God. There were some wild ones. Like the best celeb interaction was when I did a tweet, I didn't tag anyone. There was no Hart and Blender reference. I was just like, I, the tweet was just, I was once Agent Cooper, now I'm Bob. And um, Kyle McLaughlin quote tweeted it and said, it's a journey. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was probably the coolest one. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Mazel, Mazel yeah. Tov. He's, I like him, I gotta say. Yeah. You, oh, what'd you think of the, did you watch the new Twin Peaks? I thought it was fucking maybe even better than, I, I thought it was better than the original. I thought it was so fucking crazy and like disturbing and psychedelic. And I mean, which I guess you could say, you know, the OG was too, but man, I thought it was phenomenal. How, what did you think? I liked it. There was a lot of weird shit going on that I didn't understand. So, you know, I guess that's part of the goodness of Twin Peaks. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is happening? This Dude, is so, that, <laughs> so weird. It's like being confused. I, I, I think that's what I mean, that's what I've always loved about Lynch anyway. But like, especially right now in this climate where like, so many TV shows are just like serving you up with exactly what you're supposed to think or whatever. Whereas that show actively, you know, tries to, I don't even know if it's trying to, but it, it has the effect of making you feel like you're having a dream that you can't parse the meaning of. And that I just love that sensation. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, I like it. I'm not even sure why I like it because it's like really uh, can be very disorienting, so disturbing. But yeah. uh, I liked it enough, in fact, that I had a one of my Halloween parties was themed around Twin Peaks. It was called because I do a party called Death Rites. It, it was called Death Rites: The Return, and we made a black lodge in the basement. And my friend Debbie Ooh. did performance art down there, and it was. Uh, Oh, yeah. I dressed up like Laura Palmer because it was the easiest costume. I just like wrapped myself in a tarp or whatever. And uh, oh, man, that sounds <laughs> awful. my face blue. 
<laughs> yeah, and she was like smearing cherry pie all over me in the Black Lodge. Maybe that's what we do for the after party. Ooh, will people <laughs> like it? Don't care. Don't, don't as long care. as we're having fun. Right. We do a little reprise, a little, yeah. a little nostalgia for the nostalgia. Yeah. Cool. Fun. Well, I think we're about like almost an hour. Um, thanks for coming back again and doing this. Thanks for having me back. I love talking with you. Oh, hell yeah. Same here. Oh, okay. One more thing. I just noticed you're where are you wearing the Jesus shirt? I noticed yeah. you've been tweeting about Jesus a lot. Dare I ask, dare I ask what that's about? Are you going to rebrand as a Christian rock band? <laughs> 